Blog Talk Radio. All right, guys. You're live on the Eagles Nest with Spencer Boyd and my buddy Josh, the PR guy. What's, What's up, up, buddy? Uh, you know, it's uh, Monday after a fun-filled weekend of traveling, racing, Vegas. Yeah. Sometimes. It's been uh, been really busy lately. You know, first first three weeks of the year and our, our biggest trip so far out west to Las Vegas, but... We had some fun, right? It was a lot of fun. So, kind of started off, we flew out there Wednesday, had Wednesday night to uh, hang out, enjoy Vegas. We stayed mm-hmm. at South Point first yeah. time. So, the whole team, Young's Motorsports, stayed out there. That was fun. And then uh, practice day Thursday, you know, for us, just kind of uh, shaking everything down. Um, and we had a solid practice. We made a lot of games. Panda, my crew chief, and I worked hard and um, had some fun. And then on Friday, it was a crazy day. Yeah. You know, qualified. Sure. Um, qualified 23rd. You know, not where we wanted to, but it was better than we practiced, at least time-wise was. And uh, we beat some guys uh, that we wanted to beat. So that was good. Um, right there in the monks with our uh, teammates. So just on your initial kind of gut reaction, what was the biggest difference between the truck and the Xfinity car as soon as you got on track? Yeah. Uh you know, the trucks just feel real slow, you know, and you're heavy in the throttle and it's all about momentum. And if you get out of shape coming off turn four, then you're crossing the start finish line slower and the next lap slower. So when you change stuff to try and learn, you almost got to change stuff every other lap mm-hmm. just because it's so momentum based. So if you try something in turn three and four and it doesn't work, the next lap around maybe messed up because of what you tried so sure. it's kind of a mixture um where the cars feel faster and the trucks have a lot more side force but they got a lot of drag with that big spoiler so same thing you feel at all the mile and a half and just getting accustomed to it and the Elmore motor you got to be in the gas so we learned that yeah for sure <laughs> went wide open and qualifying and we we're still 23rd so not much else we could do our teammate was 21st and 25th so um that's got to be a different feeling to what you're used to you know when Especially at a mile and a half, you're going right, and then you're going to breathe the throttle, maybe use a little brake to help it turn. But, I mean, what does it feel like? You're just going off in the corner wide open. Yeah, you're just on the wood. And cool feeling. Um, you know, those cup guys are, are wide open as well. So, with their new package, uh, it's interesting for sure. But uh, did, you, did you watch uh, some some other racing this weekend? Like, did you watch any Xfinity or Cup guys or anything? I know you were busy traveling. So. Yeah. You know, watch some of the Xfinity race, you know, for me, after the truck race, went back uh, to the hotel and, yeah. and left the next morning for Texas for uh, the RFD TV American. Um, pretty cool rodeo in Texas. That's fun. I went out there with Record Rack, and you went back to North Carolina. Yeah, I got to drive our uh, our rental car back yeah. to the airport, so that was kind of cool. cool. We first, we're Chevy <laughs> guys, but we had a Mustang rental car, so uh, that was fun in Vegas. Yep. Our uh, our buddy from Black Ice Equine was giving me a little messing with me a little bit because I said, man, like, what you know, goals driving sports car down the strip of lot. He's like, you're in a V6 Mustang, man. He's like, it's not that much of a sports car. I'm like, well, compared to your daily, maybe. Yeah. But uh, drive a Volkswagen now. It's fun. But um, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about you know our kick-ass tweets of the week and a preview. We're going to talk about. Uh, your tweet, actually, um, you put out a, a pretty cool quote. Um, it was a Rocky quote on uh, yeah. Saturday morning. So definitely want to pick your brains about that. I thought that was really cool. Um, Marcus Limonis for the, the truck series, right? You yeah, there's that. something different about NASCAR. So that's when I came across that, you know, that's a pretty famous CEO out there, pretty, like, open on social media, yeah. and a lot of people pay attention, and he's been involved in NASCAR for a long time, heavily invested, so we value his opinion for sure. And what he was specifically talking about, and we'll get into it, is, uh, like, the social media side, like, how how much, uh, you know, NASCAR is so much different in terms of the, the ROI and things that they've seen, especially on social media. Um, we're going to talk about you going to Texas, right? So we were yeah. just saying, so I... I jumped back on the plane and came back to North Carolina. I was tired after Vegas, but you uh, you kept uh, 
you know, going on, yeah. going to the next thing. So we're going to talk about you swapping autographs with uh, the world's smallest rodeo clown. That was Is cool. That right? Yeah, and uh, he he loves our our truck out there, so that was cool. And then we'll talk about Logano. He's tired of the trolls who complain about everything, which is, uh, I guess, the more racing you do, the better you do, the more famous you get, or more recognized you get. There's a lot of trolls. I mean, we have our fair share. Yep. You're never going to Logano has a lot. You're never going to make everybody happy, right? No matter what you, what you do, somebody's going to be upset or someone's going to pick on you. Um, so anyway, so we're here. We're at we're at your place, and uh, so I drove over here, right? Yeah. And I got to tell you something really cool, real quick. So when I drive, I'm still kind of getting used to North Carolina, right? Trying to figure out all the roads, the back roads. We know 77 is not the place to be met all the time. So uh, I'm constantly looking for back roads and whatnot. So I've always got my GPS. And, uh, you know, you never want to be on your phone when you're driving. Number one, safety. Number two is just the convenience factor. It's like where you put it, put it in your lap, put it in the cup holder. So I actually saw a tweet from your sponsor, 1A Auto, about having a, uh, like, a magnetic phone holder. Yeah. And uh, I posted that. Yeah, you did. And that's, I guess, probably why I saw it. And uh, so, I, no, I I actually bought it and wanted to check it out. It came in the mail, and I love it. It was, like, on sale for twelve ninety five, uh, no no shipping or anything like that. So, I'm less, less than 13 bucks. Two little plastic pieces slide together, little uh, two-sided tape, stick it right on my dash, and it's got a little magnetic, um, you know, sticky side on my phone and my phone i just drop it right on up there and uh, i love it so that's pretty probably gonna have to get one yeah i like it looks like good quality well it's kind of funny that the magnet on the back kind of reminds me of like a pop socket that's about the size of it and uh it just it just sits right on on top of there so it's perfect i I punch in where i want to go with my dash and uh you know if you're playing music or whatever it's just really simple to look at real quick hit whatever you need to and keep your eyes on the road and you don't have to worry about your phone in your hand and all that so yeah 1a auto's got a lot of cool stuff quality parts uh always free shipping so pretty cool go to 1aauto.com check it out yeah um i'm probably going to get one of those magnetic strips I know. Like about. they're really cool i mean we drive to a lot of races i mean yeah. this year i know drove to daytona drove to atlanta flew to vegas yeah. flew to texas flew back home and now you get exhausted you you slept through your alarm this morning Yep, you're supposed to meet me for a workout. Yeah, missed the gym this morning. <laughs> Got home late last night. I was pretty tired. Uh, that's all good. I yeah. can't blame you. I, I had a couple couple down days when you were in Texas. I still ate my protein Yeah, like, as if I went to the gym. So uh, this morning I woke up and – So you're going to go tonight? I'm going tonight, but I ate my kick-ass beef jerky this morning. Oh, man. I try and save it for after a workout. Yeah, high in protein. It's good stuff. So they just came out with that new turkey jerky, right? Good stuff. Healthy. Yeah. Ish. Healthier. Ish. High in protein. Like it's not good for you, but it's not as, as bad. bad. Okay. I mean, it's still protein. Delicious. Oh. I got the Ziploc bags. I, so, so. we were, uh, we were on the plane for Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting there, right there. I've got my headphones on. I know you and Dipple were in front of me. So, uh, I'm sitting there. I've got my, no, I, 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 I you were with Dipple. Dipple. That's I right. With Gus. Yeah. You were with yeah. Gus. So, it was you and Gus, me and Dibble behind me. And Gus talked the whole way. Well, that's why I brought my headphones. Yeah. So I got my headphones. I've downloaded. Uh, I'm I'm watching the Ozarks now. Ooh, good. I'm from St. Louis. So have you seen that? I grew up. I've watched a few episodes. So yeah. I grew up going to the Lake of the Ozarks, which that show Ozarks, yeah. is based off that. Yeah. But it's not actually filmed in the Ozarks. Huh. It's filmed in I believe they said like Tennessee. Or really? Knock off. So. I loved Breaking Bad. I finished that last year, and I've been trying to look for a new show, and I've heard everyone talk about Ozark. Breaking so, Bad's good. Um, I don't know. I, I like that kind of, like, drug smuggler, like, thriller TV, TV like, show. never be involved, but they look yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. So, anyway, besides the point. So, I've, I'm watching that, right, and I'm I'm zoned in. I mean, I'm on the plane. I've got my headphones on. I'm enjoying my show, and then I can smell when you pop open that bag of turkey jerky. Yeah, that's good. And it wasn't just me. Everyone turned Everyone said, oh, my God. you were nice enough to share. That three-ounce bag went quick, but luckily <laughs> I had it spare. 
And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Awesome. Always delicious. All right. Well, let's take a quick break here, and we'll uh, talk about our first topic. I don't care if the sun don't shine. I do my drinking in the evening time when I'm in Las Vegas. You can sit in the sun and camp. I get my color from a sunray lamp when I'm in Las Vegas. All right. Welcome back to the Eagles Nest of Spencer Boyd and Josh PR guy. So uh, we're going to go ahead and preview our first tweet. And it's actually your tweet that I'm going to pull up here. And, not my uh, quote, though. It's not your quote, but it's your I tweet. Wish I could, if I could put words together like yeah, yeah. this is awesome. So I'm going to read it real quick. You tweeted this on, I believe it was Saturday morning, right? Right after yep. the race. So you said, quote, you, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life, but it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Rocky. Great, Great movie. movie. Oh, so nice. many good movies. Rocky's an icon. Absolutely. So speaking of Rocky, I mean, I don't want to get away from the tweet yeah. but, or the quote, but one of the coolest moments we had last year was going with Xfinity to Philly. Yeah. So early yeah. morning trip, but we actually got to go yeah. to the steps where Rocky right. was. Mm-hmm. Good times. So <laughs> there's a, that's actually a funny story behind that. <laughs> so they had all you guys in your fire suits, right, yeah. walking around. And it's, it's weird for me at times because it's like you're my buddy first and foremost, and then you're a race car driver to me. So yeah. sometimes I forget, like, you know, protocol and, like, <laughs> It's like, all right, time to stop being friends, and, you know, it's driver PR guy instead of just two buds. Yeah. So um, we were hanging out, I think, with Lupton and, like, Kaz Grala, and we're all just having, we were all having a good time. And so they had all the drivers line up and about to run up the steps. And then, <laughs> you remember, I, like, started walking up, and I was yeah. like, joining you guys. So and then you, they wanted NASCAR <laughs> there filming stuff, and NASCAR's like, hey, let's get the drivers running up the steps, which yeah. we were all, like, halfway up yeah and uh next thing you know you look back and josh is like i'm gonna win i'm gonna beat everyone and it's like dude you're in your street clothes you're wearing you look at you look at me like what are you doing man i'm like i'm like and then there were a bunch of graduates oh my goodness yeah i don't know what college that was but there were a lot of girls there taking photos with national yeah yeah no that was a lot of fun that was a blast yeah that's for sure we're uh hopefully we get to do that again in the future they uh Infinity's done so much for, for the Infinity series, obviously, and uh, they treated us so well last year. But um, anyway, back to the yeah, let's try so, to get back on top. You though. know, for me, uh, that that tweet was meaningful. Yeah. Um, so, so no, you know, let's just be honest. You had a tough weekend, right? Yeah. Lap one. Yeah. So you know, we qualified decent. Yeah. Like twenty third is not where you want to qualify, mm-hmm. but we were two tenths off of tenth. Sure. So it's like the field is really tight. The field was tight, and you know everyone's pretty pretty much everyone's wide open in qualifying. So you're just hauling the mail. Uh, it feels fast. It feels pretty fast. Like when you're holding it wide open and you're averaging 176 mile an hour. Yeah, you're going. Now Kyle Busch may be averaging 179, but um, you're hauling the mail and tight field. So uh, finally, the race is coming up. Night race at Vegas. The atmosphere. I've been talking about it for two weeks. Electric. Right? Electric. Is that the word, word you use? That's the word I use. It's electric, and it really is. So you're all excited, and my teammates starting in front of me, the O2, and I'm like, all right, you know, like give him a little room, and he's new to um, trucks and stuff, and it's cool outside. Might be some, you know, spinning tires on the start. Sure. And, what happened was Kyle Busch says, hey, we're going to start this thing in first gear. Yeah. So he has a super slow start. So time out real quick. So when you're talking about starting the race, the leader has the control of the start, right? Right. Because at some point, like, there's the restart zone, right? Yeah. So, the so restart if, zone, if you get out of the restart zone, the flagman starts start. the race race. But Kyle Busch can pick how – way he wants to start the race within that zone yeah okay. so in the zone it's probably about 25 truck lanes okay so the outside guy or the second place guy stay right there with the lead 
but the leader's got the advantage, right? Because in that box, he can take off. So he can slow everyone up as soon as he gets in the box. He mm-hmm. can't pass the leader, so you got to slow up. And then yeah. he can take off. Yeah. Well, if he knows he's going to do that, he can do that in first gear. Mm-hmm. And with all his experience, just yeah. take off and leave everyone behind like he did. Well, when he did that, he created this accordion effect. Yeah. And it was what, like the 88, the 04, someone else, the 02, and me. Yeah. And we all checked up together and then, and then sped back up and then checked up again. And when they checked up again, boom, I hit my teammate. Oh. But instead of hitting my teammate square, I could see him checking up. So I got on the brakes and turned left. Which is what Panda said he wanted you to do in the future, right? Yeah. Like, but it's kind of weird. Like, if you square up and hit him, you may knock the radiator. Okay. So it's a catch-22. Like, um, if you're not going to hit him too hard, then square up and hit him. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to plow into him, yeah. you're going to knock your radiator and, out. And obviously you're trying to avoid it, right? I mean, yeah. like, you don't want to hit anyone to begin with. You want to yeah. keep your truck clean. Yeah, especially at a track like Vegas where you're heavy in the throttle. It's all aerodynamic. So I'd turn left. And if I would have turned left and cleared them, yeah. I would have looked like a hero. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, for the fans, I'm not trying to pass someone to the left of the line. Like, yeah. like hey, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, you can go low to avoid a wreck. Yeah. So not really trying to advance my position, basically just playing defense, get out of the way, get out of the accordion. Mm-hmm. Well, when I did, caught the right front headlight on the left rear of Dipple's truck. So it was actually so. Dipple that you clipped? Yeah. So it messed up Dipple's left rear, which isn't – that's like out of the whole truck, all four corners. Yeah. That's the least important corner. Gotcha. Unless you get into the fuel area. Sure. You don't want to mess that up. So that was a bummer. But for us, that was a huge, like, disadvantage. Yeah, because you had really heavy, what, right front damage? And yeah, I, I was standing there in the pits, and, man, I had just gotten – uh, console ball and one a settled like we so we had sponsors out to try this weekend scott with uh console awesome guy brought his family out his wife his daughter and then two folks from from one a auto and they were having a great time so it was it was fun to get to meet them and hang out with them and it, i had literally just gotten them settled on the box and i'm like getting my earbuds in you know getting ready to go to, to tweet and everything and and boom yeah i turned around and i just saw panda punching the pit box and yeah. uh, probably not saying things that we can say yeah. on the radio show. But uh, I didn't know what had happened. I turned around really quick, and then I turned my radio on, and I heard your spotter, Freddie, you know, talking about the damage and whatnot. And I'm going, we didn't even start the race yet. How do we have damage? So, yeah, it, it's crazy. Those starts get tricky. Um, you always want to be on your toes. And all it takes is one guy playing with it and uh, doing what he's supposed to do, but it can cause a ripple effect, and it happens. So, it's unfortunate you get in the back of a teammate and at a place like that, like at Martinsville, not as big of a deal, right? Like sure. it's not arrow sensitive, really. But um, Vegas it is. So that set us up and then uh, just was playing damage control all night, coming in, pitting, pulling the fender out, uh, putting Barabon on the front bumper and fender, and then was running decent last times, and then all of a sudden it just – got super tight and slowed way down and mm-hmm. we realized that the nose where the seam comes like halfway around the nose mm-hmm. um started coming apart and that we had to bear bond it again but we had to hang on for like 12 laps in that segment because you don't want to pit on your green and mm-hmm. do it. it takes forever so damage control and then 10 laps to go blew the motor so stuff happens it's, it's unfortunate but at the end of the day you know we got a lot of guys working hard on young's motorsports i got a lot of great partners and, you know, I'm eager to run well. You know, coming off Daytona, and fourth that's, place, that's the ups, position. That's the ups and downs of racing, right? I mean, a lot. you know, and my dad told me from the very beginning, you know, right when I was wanting to get into the sport, he's like, I'm going to let you know right off the bat, he's like, you're going to have more rough days than you are good days at the racetrack. Yeah. But it's the good days that we live for, right? You know, fourth place at Daytona, you know, that's something we'll never forget. And, uh, but – so rough, so rough couple of weeks, but hey, the positive news is I was checking out NASCAR.com today. You're still 13th in points. I'm happy about it. Which that. is pretty positive considering we've had two really rough weekends yeah. to still be sitting 13th right outside the, the playoff bubble there. So, yeah, we'll keep building on it. And, you know, that tweet was just like, let my fans know that, hey, like I know, I know we had a bad weekend. Yeah. I know that it wasn't what we wanted to do. And, and adding insult to injury was, um, was blowing the motor, but it happened. So uh, that tweet, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I need to let my fans know that I understand it's not a great weekend, but I but want you're them not to giving know up. that I'm not giving up and I'm going after it and we're all working hard and the guys at the shop are working hard. And the thing is, 
like you said, there's going to be way more bad weeks than good weeks. So you got to be able to take it. And uh, when you get hit with a bad week, you got to jump right back up, don't lay down, and just keep fighting. So, so what I thought of the Rocky movie when I was thinking about yeah. how I want my fans to see the weekend and mm-hmm. see the progress of Spencer Boyd Race. No, I I love that quote that you chose, and just kind of as a wrap up for for this weekend, what what positives can you take away, even though you had such a rough weekend? Like, what yeah. positives are you going to take into these next couple off weeks, and then eventually we're heading to Martinsville. Yeah, well, in practice, you know, Panda and I made a lot of gains. So um, unloading off the truck with, you know, X and being able to get to Z. So uh, we worked hard on that, made gains, a lot of positive gains. We never really went backwards. And we changed springs and shocks and all kinds of stuff. You got you to gotta chase it. You got to work hard. And you go there with a plan of like, hey, if we're here, we're going to change this, change that, and see where we end up. And then in the race, um, you know, the positive takeaway is uh, my pit crew worked really hard on damage control, so it's good to know that they got my back. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got out of the truck after the engine blowing up, everyone had the same disgusted face of this is awful. And, and that's, you know, yeah. you want to see people that are invested in it and hungry and just as upset or just as happy when things go right as you. And then um, we'll move forward. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of positives. And then, I was able to go down and hang out with uh, Record Rack and them at uh, a Neutrina, which we'll get into radio, which was fun. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'll get into that. And uh, so that kind of segues me into the next topic here. Um, Let's play a little little music here, and uh, we'll we'll be right back. Somebody truck in a farmer's field, a no trespass sign, time to kill. Nobody's gonna get hurt, so what's the big deal? Somebody truck in a farmer's field. And welcome back to the Eagle's Nest. I'm Josh, the PR guy, with my buddy, the man. The driver, the bald eagle. What's up, man? So, Marcus Lamona, yeah, cool guy, CEO of uh, Camping World Overton's Gander Outdoors, the title sponsor of the truck series. So, let's talk about. Um, so, this tweet is from Adam Stern, and he tweeted what Marcus Lamona said. We haven't seen the sort of notoriety, level of web traffic, and social interaction with any other sponsorship of any kind. We did a lot of Major League Baseball, a lot of college football, but there's something different about a NASCAR fan. So when I read that, that makes me excited, right? Yeah. Because part of my job is to represent companies. I try and, you know, some people go after sponsors that are in the sport. Other guys, like myself, try and bring companies into the sport. Let them know about NASCAR. Let them know, you know, being the most patriotic driver in NASCAR, it's been fun. Gave me a great platform to promote companies and myself. So I love the truck series, and I love that Marcus Lemonis has a huge company that he could probably sponsor anything he wants to sponsor, right? But he sees value in having the title of the Gander Outdoor Truck Series. So, um, and this is this is kind of a rebranding for the truck series, right? Going right, to Gander well, Camping now. World because and Marcus owns Camping World. Well, CEO. Yeah, yeah, CEO. So. Cool. So he's been involved, but this year, 2019, the Gander Outdoors Truck Series, they've kind of rebranded the truck series. Um, Marcus has really stepped up, and he announced that Daytona, they're doing the Triple Truck Challenge. Yeah, so pretty awesome. So my stats may be a little off on this, but the races are maybe not this order. Gateway, Iowa, Texas. Yeah, that sounds right. So all three of those races, no cup drivers allowed. Mm-hmm. So I know the fans are going to love that. All right. And if you win all three, we'll start at the top. If you yep. win all three, you win half a half million. million dollars. Half a mil. Half a mil. What would you do with half a million dollars right Race. Now? Race? More. Yeah? Like keep building better, faster race trucks. And, but um, just put it put it all toward maybe your, maybe give your me program. maybe give me a jet ski. <laughs> I've always wanted a boat. I don't need a big boat. Like I don't need a party boat. Yeah. Like I'm not just that a guy. little boat. Just a little boat. Like yeah. I see the guy with a jet ski and it just says like river rat on the back of it. Yeah. Like just something to go have fun. Like right? having fun. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. You know. <laughs> so if you win two of those races, it's one hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. And if you win one, it's fifty thousand. So let's say three different drivers win each event, mm-hmm. you get an extra fifty thousand dollars. Then while we're in Daytona, he goes, "Hey guys, I know it's really hard to win all three races at, at the drivers at the drivers meeting. Yeah. No one knows. <laughs> I don't even think." Um, the race director, Brad. Yeah. I don't even think he realized what was happening. Yeah. So Marcus goes live and is like, hey, all right, these are the truck series drivers. These guys are competing for an extra 500000 and it's really, really hard to win a race, let alone three races, let alone three races back-to-back. So a driver last year, past champion, Brett Moffitt, mm-hmm. won two out of those three and almost won the third. Mm-hmm. So it can be done if you're on your on your A game, things like that. I know my team and I are stoked because Gateway and Iowa, short tracks, really good for Spencer Boyd. Um, mile and a half, we're working on it. So Texas probably isn't necessarily circled on our list, but Gateway and Iowa are, my hometown Gateway. So he says, Marcus says, hey, my numbers may be off a little bit, but Marcus <laughs> says, no, I don't want to be quoted, but Marcus says, hey, the idea. if you win two races, I'm going to give you an extra – Hundred thousand dollars, yeah. But you have to give fifty of it to your pit crew, yeah, because pit crew is important. Now I'm like, that is awesome because that shows that Marcus is about the team and about the people. He realizes that hey, Kyle Busch wins a lot of races, mm-hmm. but it's not just about Kyle Busch. Yeah. It's not just about the team. It's so a whole team it's a whole team effort. It's not just about the manufacturer. It's all about the team. So um, rewarding those guys and. Is that something that every driver, if they won that money, would they split it up? I don't know. That's not for me to say. But it's cool that he sees enough and says, "Hey, we're going to throw some extra money for the guys that went for the guy that wins these two races or three, and I want them to give back to their pit crew and let them know that they're appreciative of uh, the opportunity and helping them win the race." So for us, hopefully, it happens for us. Yeah, you know, I feel we got a good shot. Uh, Those two races are circled. I'm stoked. I have a Um, question. Do I count as a crew member? You're not on the pit crew. We'll take care of you, though. Okay. Sounds good. We, we went extra 50K. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of you. Hey, and, and the other uh, thing that Marcus talked about, right, is um, a NASCAR hard card member. You get employee, oh, yeah. employee pricing at uh, all Gander Outdoors stores. So I don't know how many <laughs> NASCAR hard card members are listening to our podcast, yeah. but, hey, you do get a discount. And the thing is, Marcus just loves NASCAR, and he talks about the social media impact. He talks about, I mean, there are so many tweets, so many things that go on. Twitter is one of my best platforms, thanks to my fans, mm-hmm. and they're really interacting, and they interact uh, through the race weekend, the off weekend, nighttime. I can post about my patriotic stocks, and people love it and talk about it, and it creates conversation. I love that instant reaction. It's cool. Like on Facebook, hey, thanks for liking my photo. That's cool. And you get some comments and you have a little bit of conversation. But on Twitter, it's like I recognize these names. And like you have a bad weekend and you're like, wow, hey, man, Bill's got my back. You know, I know Robert Jolly. Robert Jolly's got my back. Like he's like, good job. No no matter what, they will be there. Like won a contest, came out to the race. Yeah, yeah. As um, we recognize you guys, it's cool. We really do. Um, Steven, I mean, all those guys. It, it's really cool. I mean, we have thousands oh, of yeah. fans, but um, when you you see the names that you recognize, they're tweeting you every day, every week, and they're there for the highs and the lows, and that's what I appreciate, right? You know, when you've been at Sony and you have 180 text messages, yeah. and then you wreck at Atlanta and have like. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, big difference, you know. But you know, not everyone's gonna—they're gonna text you when you do something good, and and on the bad days, you got the people that you lean on, and that's the thing, you know, like being in PR, helping me, and um, the whole team, right? We all lean on each other. Yeah. When uh, when you're excited, you lean on each other and you high five. Yeah. And when it's bad, you lean on each other and go, hey, we got next weekend. And guess what? Next weekend may not be great, but the thing is, you show up to the racetrack with that same determination and fire to run well, work hard do the best you can, and, and make everyone happy. And, and making everyone happy is a good thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's tough. You can't always do it. But when everyone else is happy, it's easy for you to be happy and know that um, you're working hard, you're running good. Uh, looking forward to Martinsville for me. I mean, I know this is probably off task. We try and create some notes so we have some flow. Yeah. But Martinsville, your home track, uh, man. my first debut in the truck series back in 2016 with uh, Mittler Brothers, number 63 truck. And uh, give a minute here, Mike Mittler, 
Yeah. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to drive for him and run the 63 truck. Guys like Carl Edwards, Jamie McMurray, all those guys. You got drove up to what? Fifth at one point in your game. Yeah, we watched the YouTube video so at lunch. <laughs> how, how, how cool is it that, uh, so you and I, right, you know, similar backgrounds but different. Um, yeah. I'm from Virginia. You're from St. Louis. Um, but how, that's the, the fact, <laughs> but the fact, though, that, you know, now we're, we're working together. Uh, and Martinsville such a special place to both of us. You know, you made your, your truck debut there. I've grown up at Martinsville Speedway. I mean, I've gone there probably twice a year since I was four or five years old. Uh, so I've raced there once. Yeah. Right? That's the it? beginning. Yeah, the beginning of 2016. I went to the second race at Martinsville in 2016 and yeah. watched. I went to both races in 2017. Mm-hmm. I went to both races last year because Xfinity didn't go there. I hung out, signed yep. autographs, met people, ate the hot dogs, got the T-shirt, <laughs> and I'll be there this year. It's like, so much I've, fun. I've raced there once, and I've been to that place a bazillion oh, times. It's, it's awesome. I, I'm out of nowhere. You're driving down yeah. the highway. Yep. It's like Bristol almost. Yeah. Like, you're driving down the highway, nothing. Yeah. Boom. Right there it is. Yeah. It's like it's. I've grown up camping there. I've, uh, gosh, <laughs> taking me back now. I, uh, I used to camp with my buddies, and uh, I used to bring an air mattress and blow it up and set it in the back of my truck. So, and that's why you two were an NASCAR fan before you got hardcore. Right? Yeah, like you didn't just go to college and go, hey man, like that'd be cool to go work for a driver. Yeah, you know, the most patriotic guy. Like <laughs> such a awesome. That was my goal. Driver. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, like myself. You know, I was a race fan growing up watching Dale Jr., Mark Martin, and those guys with my dad, mom, family, grandparents uh, watching the races. And then you're like, hey, I want to be a race car driver. So it's cool that, like us, most people in this sport love the sport and then got involved. Absolutely. Right? On one way or another. Mm-hmm. PR, driving, mechanics. Like, you got to have a love for the sport because, like you said, we've been in Daytona, Atlanta, Vegas. I went to Texas. Now I'm back home. And – Going to the Martinsville test on Thursday. I'm not testing, yeah. but um, because of uh, you know rookie stuff, rookie like stuff. I'm not rookie of the year, so uh, I'll be there hanging out. Um, we're excited, watching absolutely. So uh, be a good time. But let's uh, let's take a quick little transit. You got time? I got time. We're uh, we're technically past our limit here, but if we're you have some fun, if you got time, I'm I'm gonna stay in. Keep chatting for a little while. That's cool. I'm going to grab some water. All right, cool. We'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. Well, it ain't no woman, flesh and blood. It's that damn old road ego. Oh, well, it's bulls and blood. It's a dust and mud. It's the roar of a Sunday crowd. It's a wide and there's nothing. The gold in the buckle, he'll win the next go round. It's boots and shafts. It's cowboy hats. It's spurs and laddie gold. It's the ropes and the rings and the joy and the pain And they call the thing a rodeo All right, we're back And we're going to talk about my trip to Texas for the rodeo Yeah Went to uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium Pretty cool AT&T So you weren't with me when we went to the Cowboys game, right, last year? No, you went back so now I went back, and you went to Texas this time. Yep. So tell me about your trip. I, I want to read this tweet first that caught my attention because I'm at home chilling, watching the Xfinity race, and then all of a sudden I see this tweet pop up, and I'm going, what in the world is this? So you tweeted, uh, swapped autographs at the RFD TV American with uh, Kevin Midkiss, rodeo, hashtag no clowning around. This is the – Smallest and youngest uh, rodeo clown? Is that, yeah. is that correct? Tell, so, first of all, what did you go to Texas for? So, went to Texas with um, Record Rack Gear Team, one of my partners, Nutrina Brand, and had a show truck out there. Um, I Outside of racing, I love whitetail deer hunting, and Record Rack Gear Team produces some great bucks, great deer, great racks, and and Kim they, one now. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we did a video about that. My dog ate some record rack and Grant. Isn't that right, Kimber? She's over here. She's like, give me one more treat. Good cat. Gave her a toy today, too, so yeah. she got excited. She's had it good. Been out of town, so had to let Kimber know that I still loved her. But, um, yeah, met uh, 
met that kid, the uh, rodeo, the world's smallest rodeo clown. He yeah. came up and he's like, "Hey, nice to meet you." I'm like, "Hey, cool." Yeah, this kid's like cool five years old. Yeah, a little bit. He's all done up in his outfit. Go check out the suite. And he's like, uh, "I'll take your autograph and you take mine." And I'm like, "Do what?" Because I thought the kid was just dressed up as a rodeo yeah, clown. Just and uh, I'm like, "Okay." And his dad's like, "No, he's the real deal." And he hands me an autograph card. So he had an actual hero card. Yeah. That's so cool. And uh, he had great handwriting. I'm like a four-year-old. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, I I need to take notes because my, my yeah. handwriting is rough. I look like I should be a doctor, but yeah. you don't want me working on it. Yeah. So um, it was cool. Cool kid. And then I saw him. Um, so did he, the rodeo clown. Did he actually little, get out there and, like, run around? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he was the rodeo clown. I was like, the <laughs> mutton mutton thing. I don't know. Okay. So uh, it's like bull riding, but you do it when you're under 60 pounds, little kid. I've seen and this they're before. On team, yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's cool. Um, so nice kid, and uh, a lot of people on Twitter loved it, and yeah. uh, maybe we got him some followers. I don't know. That's awesome. Um, maybe he got you some stuff. followers. Never know. <laughs> Never know. I mean, he was on TV and whatnot. And then you, you hung out with somebody else too, right? Yeah. So um, – Got to meet the best rodeo cowboy, Dale Bridgeby. Okay. Which uh, I'm like, wow, man, honored to meet you. He's like, yeah, I'm the greatest in the world. I'm like, wow, man. I'm like, this guy's kind of cocky. Like, like Jimmy Johnson doesn't walk up and say, hey, I'm seven time and I'm the greatest NASCAR driver to ever live. Yeah. So I'm like, this guy. I mean, this is a different world. Maybe uh, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Be hanging out, right? And then, uh, I mean, he doesn't really look like he kind of looks. Kind of looks like he needs to be drinking craft beer. And, you know, he's like one of those guys, right? And that's okay. That's okay. I don't want to exclude anyone. Just offend and, all the guys. Yeah, I didn't offend a bunch. So, well, you know, he's like that guy. I'm like, he, he doesn't look like he's rocking spurs and kicking steers and, you know, getting all kinds of crazy. Throwing down a natty. So, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I asked someone, I'm like, is he really, you know, like, I met JB. He's with PBR. Like he, he don't look nothing like this guy. <laughs> and he goes eight seconds all the time. Yeah. Okay. He scores nineties. I mean, he puts him down. Wow. Like I learned a lot. I was educated. Yeah. Greatly about uh, the rodeo. And did you yeah. have, did you have your Wrangler? I was taking notes. Yep. I was there with Wrangler Network as nice. well. So I had those on. And someone says uh, he's not real. He's not really the greatest in the world. And I'm like, well. Maybe he's not the greatest in the world to you. And he's like, the guy's like, no, he's uh, he's actually not even a rodeo guy. I'm like, what? He's like, he's a social media icon. I'm like, what? So next thing you know, I'm up in the suite with this guy, and I'm like mesmerized that like this is the greatest rodeo guy in the world. <laughs> and then next thing you know, he's holding the microphone, and he's out there, and he's like, for lack of a better word, he's like a mascot. So he's just like a hype guy. And I'm like, this like a, guy needs to be at a NASCAR race. That's because awesome. I looked him up, 300,000 Instagram followers. I'm like, wow. this guy, Dale Frisbee. I mean, yeah. let's give him a hand, you know? So it's pretty cool. He sells T-shirts and stuff, but really cool guy. And that's part of his persona. Like, he's super cocky, and he says he's the greatest rodeo guy in the world. But my thing was, all the people in the rodeo, like, liked him. Like, I feel like in NASCAR, someone walked up and said, you know, I'm the greatest NASCAR driver to ever live. Yeah. And he wasn't a race car driver, too. would be like, okay. Like, yeah, cool. Good for you. Yeah. This guy's like, yeah, he's friends with all the all the Cowboys. And I'm like, okay, cool, man. This is unique. So I got to hang out with him. I tagged him on social media. He tagged me, messaged me back, and was like, hey, like, it was cool meeting you. And I'm like, bring him to a race. All right. Yeah, I'd like to. That'd be cool. tested. Old Dale Brisby. That's the greatest rodeo guy in the world. <laughs> that could almost be a NASCAR name. Dale Brisby? Yeah. I think Spencer Boyd's a good NASCAR. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I feel like if you have two first names, it's like a really good... I don't have two first names. I know. I got two last names. Well, that'll work, too. I guess. As long as you have two of something. Two of something. <laughs> you need um, two sets of two... Wheels. So, answer this question real quick. Um... I got a lot of uh, questions. Do what? I got a lot of questions about this. Your show truck that had uh, Neutrina, is that right? And Record Rack. And yeah. Record Rack on it. That's just a show truck, right? No. You're not running that. No, it's a race truck. But you're not racing it anywhere, right? So that was actually, that truck was actually a Daytona backup or Talladega backup. Yeah. It's a real race truck. 
Well, I know. What are you talking about the team? I mean, like, are you running that scheme on track anywhere? No. Okay. All right. I didn't think so because everyone was asking me, and I'm like, everyone's going crazy. I'm I, I didn't think so, but then people were asking like more in depth questions, and I was getting confused. So I'm like, wait, maybe he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, record rack is on my truck all the time. Well, I saw so. I saw you tweeted, and uh, you were asking people if you did run it, where would you run it? Well, I like, thought okay. So for the fans that are listening to the podcast that don't know what the paint scheme was, right? yeah, go to Twitter. Facebook, check it out, Instagram, mm-hmm. Boy PR, and you're going to learn that it actually had uh, Keith Demos on there, met him, mm-hmm. okay, um, he's like a bareback horse rider, it's like bull riding, huh. I forget exactly what it's called, yeah. so he's he's like 20 time world champion, legit. Cool guy. Legit. Not not, not, fake, not fake social media. Social media like, <laughs> legit. So he um, he's on the side of the truck. And then uh, Dakota Eldridge met him. So these are all record rack or neutrina athletes that okay. were in the rodeo that um, were on my truck. So the paint scheme is like guys roping calves and um, riding bulls and things like that. So it's cool. Unique paint scheme. So it's different all the way around. Yeah. Like it's and then it looks all like the truck drove through dirt. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So if if it was ran, I think Texas would be a good fit or Absolutely. Kansas. Kansas is out west. People love that. But I never realized how like Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. Phoenix, yeah, that's out there. Oh like, yeah. When we we have to cross a creek. No lie, guys. You have to cross a creek to get into the tunnel area to get in Phoenix Raceway. Yeah. ISM Raceway. ISM Raceway. ISM. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that we're not going there this weekend, but we'll we'll go there in what November, I think. Yeah. So, so we're excited. That's in the playoffs. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Awesome. Um. But all right. So rodeo was fun. Good time. Texas is always a blast. I consider it a second home. But let's talk about Lagana. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break. I need some water. So we're gonna take a quick break. Series champion went to Victory Lane this weekend. I don't have his quote on here, but I just have to tweet Fox NASCAR. So <laughs> Fox NASCAR shares Joey Logano is tired of the trolls who complain about everything. So it's like a minute and a half video. Mm-hmm. We're not going to play that for you, but um, check it out on Twitter. You'll understand more of what we're talking about. But Logano is talking about how he starts off. So I'm like, man, what is he talking about? Let's see. So I hit play and He's like, I turn on the news, and everything in the world is sad and bad and negative. crazy, and everything's negative, which we do want to say 23 lives were lost in a tornado in Alabama today. Oh. So, um, you know, we do want to let everyone know that that happened, and uh, those families are in our, in our thoughts and prayers and things like that. So um, we don't want to sit here and talk about how it's all gloom and doom on uh, the news. And uh, the news is supposed to be informed, right? Mm-hmm. So at most times it is. But like Logano said, there's a lot of people out there that just talk nonsense and troll and talk bad about what everyone's doing, right? Everyone's doing something wrong. So there's always people out there saying, you know, NASCAR's doing the wrong thing. NASCAR's not listening to the fans. NASCAR's not this, right? Or drivers aren't doing this. So the world goes around, right? Um, Logano just says, hey, at least NASCAR's trying. Okay, and, and he's and referencing the new pack. The new pack, yeah. So everyone's talking bad about the pack. Well, not everyone's talking bad about the pack. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are happy with it, and I made a tweet and was like, hey, you Did know. Did you watch? Yeah, I watched part of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. that's when you were coming back. Right? Yeah, I wasn't able yeah, to watch I, all of I it. I caught the tail end of it, and um, 
I think it was just different than everyone expected. I mean, they were going in, right, and, and no one knew what was going to happen. And I think everyone was kind of thinking it was going to be like a Daytona Talladega type of feel, like, you know, they're going to pack up and, and stay that way. And they got stretched out a little bit, but I They were um, wide open all day long. Clint yeah. Boyer teed up the mic. You could hear engine noise. I, I read that tweet today. Uh-huh. And he's like, just so you guys know, I'm still wide open. Now, I don't think he's complaining. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is, you know, hey, we're running 14th. And I'm doing all I can. Yeah. And Kyle Busch talking about how you can't give within four car lengths of anyone or you lose the nose and it gets tight. And when mm-hmm. someone says they lose the nose, basically the front tires go toward the outside wall. So you're turning left. The front tires want to continue to go straight or, or go right when you're going through the corner. So aerodynamically, that happens when you're right behind someone and you're in their wake. So when they talk about, like, Kyle Busch in his, in his uh, interview said, you know, doesn't matter. You could be a car length high, and you're still in their wake. It's like a boat. So when you see the boat going through the water, and it's putting out a wake, and it's mm-hmm. this big. Imagine the air works the same way. So my dog's outside barking right now. <laughs> Kimber is barking. So just to give you a little information on what the verbiage is and what those guys are talking about, um, we all use that lingo. If you listen to my radio, which you, if you don't, you should check it out. It's pretty affordable. I think it's five dollars for the year to. Uh, listen to uh, any driver's radio, oh, not just mine. Um, so it's pretty cool. Sometimes it gets crazy, and I may not want you to hear. Sometimes I say stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. But just like the podcast, you just go with flow and a half, right? That's right. Um, which I'm having fun tonight. Yeah. But speaking of Logano, he goes, you know, just like social media, there's always trolls. There's always going to be people that just talk negative, and they feel like, hey, you know, I got 300 followers, and this is my chance to make, make it sound like <laughs> I'm important. And that's fine. Everyone has their own opinion. Me, myself, I think everyone has their own opinion and can tweet and post whatever they want. That's fine. Sometimes I check check my Twitter and people are like, you know, why are you running 15th? Why are you not running where you need to run? Why, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their opinion. You let it roll off. You let it fuel your fire, however you take it, right? Yep. Jimmy Johnson, uh, I mean, I'm getting off task, but Kevin Harvick said, Jimmy Johnson is the most underrated champion in NASCAR, he's a great driver seven times, right? And Harvick's won a championship. Yeah. He's a great driver in his own right. And Jimmy Johnson replies and says, hey, that's cool that Kevin Harvick thinks that I don't get enough attention for being seven-time and thinks that I'm a great driver because he's a great driver, right? Everyone's patting each other on the back. Yeah. So that's cool, right? Everyone's patting each other on the back. And Jimmy's like, hey, I use it to fuel my fire. You know, when people he, talk that, he hasn't won a race since 2017. Well, he did win the uh, – He won the, uh, the, the clash. Oak. Yeah, the yeah. clash. So that's a great driver. And if that doesn't tell you how competitive NASCAR is, it doesn't yeah. matter rule changes or what, changing things, to win at that level is well, extremely I just different. remember, I mean, like I said, I just got the, the tail end of it, but Logano and Keselowski, teammates, right? Keselowski won last weekend. Logano and Keselowski were racing each other hard, and not even just like at the end, but like with 50, 50, 70 laps to go, they are racing their guts out with each yeah. other and their teammates. So I, I know Logano said in his interview, he's like, man, he's like, and Brad ran side by side for a hundred laps. He's like, what else do you guys want? You know, yeah. like, yeah. So that was the end of that yeah. interview. He talks about trolls and he talks about how people are talking, you know, always saying negative stuff and people feed off that negative, right? Like as soon as someone says something negative, then they get attention and everyone starts saying they're wrong or right or agreeing mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And Logano's like, hey, we raced side-by-side, and after 100 laps, it was a photo finish. How often do you see that? So the package can't be that bad. Are you mad that it's two teammates and one manufacturer? I mean, would you rather it be, you know, Honda and Acura? Like, I don't know, right? So I love. don't hate the people that are trying to put on a good race, trying to put on a good event. NASCAR is working their butt off. The drivers are driving their butts off. And for me, I want to be up there. I want to be in the mix. I want to be a cup driver one day. Did you see the very end when uh, Logano cleared Keselowski and he fist pumped him coming to the finish line? That's awesome. I love that. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was really cool. So Keselowski went way down low. He shouted off in there, last ditch effort. And he came up the track, and Logano's right up next to the fence, and they're closing, closing. I thought they were going to wreck. I mean, yeah. And uh, you saw Logano just cleared Kislowski and they showed a slow mo and he takes his uh, right hand off the wheel and he's fist pumping coming to the line. So I'd love to check that out. That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. But yeah. Well guys, you're gonna have haters, right? Always gonna have haters and that's when you know you're 
you're doing something right, right? Um, not everyone's going to agree with you, and that's okay. Kyle Busch gets a lot of booze, and you see him smile. That's, that's right. awesome. So, um, so real we quick. got a great little fan base, and I appreciate everyone tuning in to the podcast. Yeah, real quick, let's just kind of, you know, a few minutes or so, let's kind of preview the week for everybody because uh, we're not racing this weekend. Nope. Um, so people are like, what do you what do you guys do on the off weekend? But we're, we stay busy, right? <laughs> yeah, always busy. Um, went to the shop today. Uh, haulers got back this afternoon from Vegas. So uh, this week, going to the Martinsville test, I'll just be hanging out, watching my teammates, taking notes, listening in, mm-hmm. talking about how we can make our trucks. So I'm excited. I'm glad they're going to get some notes, get ready for Martinsville, because I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, got some exciting news about that coming up. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned. And then uh, this weekend, getting ready, um, working at the shop, hanging out with the guys, doing some fitness stuff. And then uh, I fly out yeah. to Texas on Sunday. Oh, right. Back to Texas. This weekend? Yep. Back to Texas. And then from Texas, um, back to Charlotte for a minute. Uh-huh. And then Massachusetts. And then Massachusetts back to Charlotte. Yeah. Because you're going to go hang out with uh, one of the other, right? Yep. Next week? Yep. So, got some fun stuff yeah. going on. Uh, check out social media. You guys tuning into the podcast, you probably know where to find me. Twitter, Spencer Boyd. Instagram, Spencer Boyd PR. And Facebook, Spencer Boyd Racing Fan Page. Guys, I really appreciate you tuning in to the Eagles Nest with Spencer Boyd and always my buddy Josh PR guy on here. And uh, look forward to uh, racing here in a couple weeks. In the meantime, follow us on social media. Pay attention. we got some cool news coming out. And just having a blast, guys. Thanks.